podcast everyone today i'm a returning guest she was on the podcast about two years ago isn't that wild mm. two years ago um she's currently in town for capitol hill block party she recently released a song called these boys and on this episode we're just gonna catch up talk about performing at capitol hill block party and her new single welcome back to the podcast lorelei excited to be here there we go so last time we talked you were you were, you were working with Samurai Dell already, mm-hmm. but I didn't see, you were still like kind of on the come up. Yeah. And it didn't seem like you had too many connections at the time, no. but now it seems like things have kind of happened like exponentially for you. Yeah, things so have been kind of fast. How did that, how did that come to be? Um, I, who knows? <laughs> um, I think the, the most like life-changing thing was just moving, honestly. Mm. The second I got to LA, it was just like a million more opportunities, um, which is super cliche, but also super real. Right. Seattle's small. When did you realize you had to move to L.A.? Um, like as I an artist, of, at least. I sort of felt like it was inevitable at some point. I was definitely one of those people that was like, no, I don't have to go to L.A. Like, mm. yeah, it's so boring and cliche. I don't have to do that. Um, and then it got to be like uh, mid-pandemic, maybe like, I don't know, late 2020. Mm. Um, and I was living with my mom and my ex. At the oh, time. shit. You guys, the, the M man, you guys broke up? Yes. Wow. Um, and I was, we were just like trapped a little bit. And um, yeah. not, there was not that much going on. And it was kind of, we were kind of like, well, we got to get out of here. Um, and started looking. And like uh, January 1st, 2021, we were like, all right, three months from now. Mm. So we just, packed up and left and did you guys move with music connections at all or did you Um, just move there and like have to figure things out from scratch a little bit of both but so the main reason I um actually decided to go for it was because my manager Austin Santiago was already living down there um and were you managed by him when we first met like two years ago I think so cool maybe and he like he manages Sam and Chong yeah so he manages um Claudine also okay uh Chong the Nomad and then he does side stuff for Sam interesting there. and how did I don't know if we ever t- covered how you ended up getting him as a manager like how did that yeah come um so I was always kind of aware of him I guess I feel like every everybody in Seattle just like follows everybody we yeah. all kind of know of each other so I dm'd him like 20 like the beginning of 2019 mm. and I was like hey you're a manager like let's talk I'd love to like get coffee like s- just like see what you have to say yeah um and it honestly never ended up happening Mm. and then maybe like a year later six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve months um i was working on a song with alda chong the nomad um i just sent her like this acapella and she made this sick beat to it um and he heard it and he was like 
Hell yeah. And, and so what year was that? Um, that was like end of 2019, beginning of 2020. Got it. So you've known her for a few years then. Yeah. Or do they go back? I don't know if it's. I All guess day, she. Yeah, she. There we go. Um, yeah. So we were working on the song together. The song ended up being No Pulp, which is out now. Um, but he heard it and then he DM'd me and he was like, "Hey, did we ever get coffee?" <laughs> um, and I was like, "No, but it's probably better off because I didn't know what I was doing." Right. Um, so yeah, we got in a phone call and he was like, "I want to work together." And I was like, "Sounds good to me." Hmm. Um, but it was a Zoom thing. It was like right, right when uh, quarantine happened and he had just moved to LA the year or two before got it um yeah so that really was the push and did you move to LA already having a job or did you have to find a job down there like no the plan was so I um graduated high school uh 2020 with my associate's degree yeah um I did the whole like running start thing so I sort of have had an excuse to take a couple years off of school Mm -hmm. um that was my thing I was like okay mom and dad I'm gonna take a gap year maybe two maybe three maybe I'll never (laughs) go back to school um so I just kind of went down there and I was like let's do it let's see what happens um I had some some money saved up for rent and then not too long after that um I got offered a publishing deal so that kind of worked out so how does how does that come to be? Like, do they ch- just look at your music? Do you have to like apply? How does a it publishing was be- kind of be? chaos? Um, it was like months and months of crazy shit. But um, there's this cr- there's this great event. Um, there's one in Toronto. There's one in LA. It's called School Night. Oh yeah. Um, and they have a like shows every Monday night. They break new artists. They it's like super industry kind of. It's like so far, um, is it kind of like so far sounds at all? Or is yeah, so, a little okay. bit. Yeah, um, it's in this super dope bar on Hollywood, um, and the guy who runs it used to be my manager's boss. Mm. So Austin used to work at the venue, um, and he just has like all the connections in the entire world. Um, he had been working with this publishing company in Toronto. He um, scores movies. He runs this event. Um, he like signs artists. He's crazy. Um, and so he had heard my music, and then some indie um, label, Angry Mob, offered me a publishing deal because just they heard my music and whatever. And so then we kind of used that to leverage this other publishing deal. Mm. Um, so Chris, the guy who runs School Night, is kind of my point person. Um, he's working with my publishers because um, they're Toronto-based, so he's like the L.A. person. They just came to me and uh, gave me this contract of no words that I could even understand and then it took probably like six months of like back and forth and back and forth and just like lawyers and messy stuff and then I signed it maybe like November last year nice and did you have to, you never had to pick up a job during that time and do we just focus on music not. um the year before I was writing songs on fiverr.com <laughs> Shout out um, Fiverr. I've, I think I wrote and sold like 400 songs holy on shit. the website so that was paying the bills for a bit, and then I had to stop when I signed uh, my publishing. But is that a common thing? Me. People use Fiverr to sell like I don't know. I mean, you can sell like literally anything <laughs> on there. It was ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I would just I had like different tiers. You could buy like a verse or a chorus or an entire song, um, and yet you can't like use my vocals or anything. But I would mm. just like write it and then sing it and then send it to them. And I've had a bunch of people like DM me the songs that they put out and be like, "Here's how it turned out." Oh wow. Yeah. How do you how do you build up like your clientele on Fiverr? Because they must like it connect just with you somehow. I don't know. I think I got lucky. There's not that many people on Fiverr that are selling songwriting, so it's yeah. like a little bit of a niche. 
Um, and there's, I guess, just like a billion people who want to make music and don't know how to songwrite. Yeah. And it probably took me like two or three weeks before I was getting like six or seven orders at a time. Okay, that's pretty quick yeah. though. Just to be honest, that's dope. It was insane. That is so true though about like, so I, at my at my other studio in um, University District, mm -hmm. it's solely a podcast studio. Like what we're yep. in right now is like a multimedia studio, but fancy. But like the website says podcast studio. We only do this, this, yeah. this. And like these random people would come into the studio, didn't speak any English and be like, song. I'm like, what? <laughs> nice. And then just pull out like a phone with like some YouTube beat and like uh -huh. record. I'm like, I, what? So I only let that happen like once or twice. But I'm like, because it would kill, like, it was so bad. Like my head would be on the desk and I'd be like, <laughs> what the fuck am yeah, I doing? Yeah, oh my God. I definitely fulfilled some ridiculous orders. <laughs> there was some crazy some crazy people who had me write some crazy songs. So what's it like living in LA now? Like it seems like pandemic has kind of slowed down a little bit, a little bit. And now it's like picking back up again. Oh, that's very um, true. But basically since, I don't know, six or seven months ago, everybody's just pretended that it doesn't exist anymore. So mm -hmm. most things are open. Um, it's really freaking hot there right now. Oh, I bet. Um, and I live in the Valley in okay. Hollywood. So it's like 20 degrees hotter there than it is anywhere else. Um, but I love it. It's expensive and it's so huge. It took me a, a long time to actually like figure out my way around, but it just kind of feels like home now because yeah. I don't really have any reason to come back to Seattle that much. Really? I guess yeah. you guys delve, but you guys can probably do like, do you use BandLab or anything or how do you guys connect? We musically? really have, I mean, he sends me like beats sometimes. I send him stuff back. We haven't worked on too much, um, since I moved, honestly, it's been it's been a lot of like songwriting and mm. sessions. I've done a lot of traveling and. So are you going to studio? Like, do you have like a main studio, or do you studio hop in LA, or what is that like? A little bit of both. I have um, a booth at home. Okay. Where like, if something needs to get done, I'll do it because it's just faster and easier. Um, and then usually I'll go to another studio if I have a session. If like a producer is like come through or engineer or whatever. Um, but yeah, for all the essentials, it's just me. And actually, break down what a publishing publishing deal is quickly for people who like might not know what that is. Even yeah, uh, so publishing there, to put it very plainly, there are two sides of music. There's the publishing and the master side. Um, so when you get a label deal, like a record deal, that's the master side. That's like your music that you put out that you're the artist of. And then the other side is more songwriting side, um, which also exists in the music you put out. Mm. But that's a whole thing. Uh, so basically, I I sign my publishing rights to this company. So they get a certain percentage of things that I have writing credits on. Um, and then their main job is to put me in sessions and um, build a catalog that we can pitch to other artists or pitch to TV shows and movies for sync. Um, just like connections and stuff. And have you got any like sync deals yet? Um, I have... Um, one of my songs, it's not one of my songs, but I wrote a little bit for a song in this movie uh, that just came out. It's called Pause of Fury. Uh, oh, that's in the movie theaters right now. Yeah. Yeah. It just came out like last week. I got to go to the red carpet premiere. Ooh, what's it, it even cool. about? It's, have you seen um, Blazing Saddles? I don't know if I have. That's like it's a Western. A, yeah. It's an old movie. Originally, well, it still is. It's kind of like an animated remake of that movie. So that movie was... Um, about a black sheriff coming into an all-white town mm -hmm. and everybody being super racist. Um, nice. And so this movie is animated, and it's a dog 
sheriff in a cat town. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, so it's it's really cute. Um, Michael Sarah plays the dog. I've, I'm in love with Michael Sarah. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, it was cute. I love it. How would you rate the movie? Pause if you're... Um, that's hard. On, a, on like an animated movie scale, Yeah. it's like a 7 out of 10. Is it going to like live up to like Toy Story or something? Do you think this no. is going to become like no. a kid's childhood movie going forward? I don't think it's like a classic. Okay. Um, but it's good. It's like entertaining to watch. It's yeah. like, you know, they put in stuff for like adults and whatever. Um, but hell yeah. And was it, where was your song in the movie? It's during this, uh, there's this fight scene. There's like this massive, like sumo wrestler cat and they're having oh. this and he's fighting Michael Sarah. <laughs> so <laughs> the song's just playing in the background. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, so do you, would you recommend like everyone who's making music in Seattle at a, at a certain age moved to LA to a certain point or like, cause you were kind of saying you didn't feel like there was anything mm-hmm. left for you here musically, at least in Seattle. Like, yeah. of course you got family. You know? I think not even anymore. My whole oh. family moved too. For you? No, or? but, um, I decided I was out and then my mom was like, why am I still here? And uh. then my dad was like, why am I still here? So they're actually both in California. Damn. Yeah. And they like it. Yeah. Is that their first time? Have they lived in California before? Mm-mm. Wow. Yeah. They're both having their new lives. Damn. Yeah. Um, but to answer your question, um, I think it just depends, honestly. Uh, I think the problem with Seattle is it feels like there's a ceiling that you hit really fast. Yeah. Um, and if it's not something that you want, then you kind of get stuck in being a Seattle artist mm-hmm. the longer that you stay here. And there's nothing wrong with that, but I didn't want that for myself. And I think if I had stayed, I would have been just you know a Seattle artist and I feel like once you get there it's a million times harder to get out of that 100% and it's it's cool that like you were able to notice that as a teenager you know like there's people who are just realizing that in their 30s and they're Mm. like fuck but now I'm starting to have a family right mortgage and yeah I'm working on my job yeah like what do you do See that that's what that's why I connected with you like when we we first met because mm-hmm. I feel like we were both very hungry for what we wanted yeah, to do and I feel like I it's also really cool because I a lot of the oh, wrong camera these camera things <laughs> I figured it out but like um a lot of the earlier people I interviewed I felt like some hunger in them that I felt in myself and yeah. then it's cool to see how they've grown um, yeah. and you're you're a perfect example. Thank you. Yeah, like we we did it. You're like we did the interview first here. Mm-hmm. Um, you're probably in the first ten interviews as yeah, well. That's crazy. Yeah, we've come a long way. Yeah, and I yeah, and like you first told me about Samurai Dell, and then mm-hmm. like I guess that's almost been a year ago now that I had him on the podcast. Yeah, but um, it's kind of a full circle moment to have you back on. So yeah. I'm excited that you're here. Me too. Um, so what is it like being how like how did you get to be part of Capitol Hill Block Party, and what was that like? Is it like I I've heard there's a lot of like Macklemore is a good example. Like people didn't show him love until he left and yeah. then came back. Do you feel like you're kind of getting that? I know you're still um, like on your come up a little bit, mm-hmm. but like, did you feel that, or was it more of like just connections with like Austin, or do you feel like certain yeah. people in Seattle wanted you to perform specifically? I think there's a little bit of both. I think. I don't, I don't even know how block party happened. Like Mm. Austin emailed me and he was like, you want to play block party? And I was like, absolutely. (laughs) Um, And that's sort of his thing. Like he books shows. He's Mm -hmm. been doing it for years and the pandemic definitely screwed all of that up. So if I had signed with him and 
the pandemic didn't happen, we would have been touring. We would have been doing festivals. We would have done that whole, the whole like festival circuit, because mm-hmm. um, that's what he does. He also does a million other things too. Shout um, so definitely some of it was, I mean, honestly, Block Party just happened because of him. Mm. Um, Claudine's also performing today. Um, and what else was I going to say? Yes, the whole, like, love thing. There's a little bit of, like, I definitely left and started doing way more than I was ever doing here. So I I wouldn't be surprised that, like, nobody really knew who I was while I was here. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also sort of like this, I don't know, like, badge of whatever like oh she moved to LA so she's like professional or like doing something or whatever it's like the whole verification thing like I just got verified on Instagram and now like congrats by the way thank you thank you but like people who weren't following me back like follow me back now it's (laughs) like it's like the same thing I go to LA and I come back and people are like oh my god you're a big deal because you went to LA like no I'm actually just making like good music Mm -hmm. do you have any advice for people to get verified was it like just doing certain amount of like news outlet runs or honestly it's it's a mess and they're so picky and it doesn't make any sense how they do it and I don't even know how it happened you have to send in like a bunch of forms honestly you have to your first kid it's a whole thing yeah sign away your soul (laughs) whatever social security number Mm -hmm. I don't even know that was also Austin shout out Austin shout out Austin but yeah it seems like that's gonna help you um get further ahead too like you're gonna little it's just a little bit of uh, credibility, which yeah. is weird that a fucking blue check mark right, exactly. does that. But I can but like comment on everyone's reels and everyone be like, oh my God, who's that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that that's super cool. Yeah. So have you been performing a lot during the pandemic or is this one of your first performances since this is COVID? This one of my first. Um, I, my very first performance post-COVID, I opened up for Sam LaChow in his mm-hmm. um, LA show at Catch One. And then my second show was in Toronto uh and this is my third do you have any sh- like songs with sam Chow? yeah oh you do it's like glass house it's glass house is that what it's called yeah yeah i think there's another one that my name isn't on mm. i don't know that's cool though we have a couple things so like h- how have you like worked on like performing like have you like do you rehearse a lot it's yeah. it kind of it must be kind of scary to like just start going to festivals and definitely now. yeah i i spent a lot of time putting together like a set i want it to be an experience for sure um when i get back to la i'm gonna spend some time looking for a badass female dj mm. um to just be like kind of my hype girl yeah um because i don't know a lot of my songs don't really lend themselves to having a live instrument mm. um i i wish that would be sick but i'm just not there right now so i'm gonna have a dj in the back i like have all my songs set up you know write write the little words that you say to the crowd yeah, yeah. um but yeah i definitely want it to be a whole experience and i've just been like running through it over and over again it's like i listen to it like in my car on the way to the airport mm-hmm. and what's like an average day for you at like in la like are you, it's are you a mess. doing music every single day or um this so this is gonna sound so dumb. Uh, honestly, an average day for me is like I get up and I make coffee and I feed my cat. Okay, what's your cat's name? Pepper. Pepper. Shout out Pepper. Yeah, I guess they look, look 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 like Pepper. I'm guessing or what? A little bit. Okay. She's like a little blue, a little. They're blue. Gray. <laughs> you know, <laughs> she's like a Russian blue, but it's like gray, but it's blue. Oh, like those pit bulls. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Okay, there we go. Yeah. Um. So yeah, she wakes me up. Um. I try to go to the gym. I told myself I was gonna go to the gym. Uh. Every single day of July, because I'm shooting a video next weekend, mm-hmm. and I was going to go every day, and now I'm here, so I'm yeah. not going to the gym. 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, maybe go to the gym, hopefully have a session. Luckily, um, a lot of engineers like live pretty close to me. Studio City's like the spot. So maybe I'll have a session. It's just it's just a lot of like sitting around like emails i think like 70 percent of my day i'm just like standing in my kitchen on my phone trying to like remember what i was just about to do mm. and that's it that's kind of cool though like you don't really have to worry about school and you don't have to worry about mm. um another job outside of yeah. music it's definitely it's definitely nice i'm i've got some some cushion right now um but you know I'm about to, uh, I'm living alone right now, which was a little bit unplanned. Yeah. I'm um, about to move soon, so that'll be a like You're moving to, like, another part of L.A.? Or? Yeah, I think I'm going to try and stay in North Hollywood. I, I love North Hollywood. And why uh, is that? Just the people, or? Um, it's just the location's really nice. I I don't know. Like, something about, I, I'm always in West Hollywood. Whenever mm-hmm. I go out, it's in West Hollywood, or sessions are in, like, Studio City, or somewhere in Hollywood. So it needs to be easy to get to, but I don't want to live in Hollywood. There's like no chance right. I'll ever live in Hollywood. There's a billion people and the second you leave your house there's traffic everywhere. Um so North Hollywood is like just over the valley. It's really easy to get anywhere, but it's also like quiet and there's not that much going on over there. And you and you drive or do you Uber places? Or how do you get around? Gotta drive. Have yeah. to. That makes sense. I um yeah. I, dr- I did L.A. tour last year, and I drove all the way there. Like, did you drive? Oh, yeah. When you first moved to L.A., did you drive there? You yep. take the, what was that like? Yep. It was it was not too bad. Um, I actually got my second COVID shot the day before. Mm. Um, so I drove down with my dad, and Moses drove down with his mom. Mm. Um, and my dad ended up driving, like, 16 out of the 18 hours because I was just, like, incapacitated, like, passed out, like, mm. high fever, feeling like a mess. And he was, like, was he your main producer and in, or engineer? And what's that like now, like, having to work um, with other people? It was it was definitely, like, a, a learning curve to, like, figure out how to do stuff on my own. Um, it was also, like, a push I needed to figure out how to do stuff on my own. Um, and... I got lucky with connections. There's a mu- there's a bunch of people that I know in LA help me out. Um, I'm looking for someone to to work with more regularly. Uh, I would love to find. Gotta look into the look into the camera and say I'm looking for someone looking to work for a really good <laughs> producer. Um, it would be great to find someone. Right now, I'm just moving around, doing my thing, figuring mm-hmm. it out. Honestly, most of the time when I walk into a session. The song is probably not going to be for me anyway. And why is that? Um, I'm super picky, and it benefits everybody to like write a song and pitch it and get paid. Mm-hmm. So just throw it on the pile. Got it. And do you? Is there like certain genres you like more than others? It seems like you do a lot of like EDM type stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's sort of my issue right now is a lot of the music that I have out or I put out um, in the beginning doesn't really represent me anymore so I'm sort of this is what I'm doing with like all these singles trying to like steer Mm. in another direction um I write whatever for whoever but for me I like to keep it pop uh mixed with west coast hip-hop that's what I'm looking for right now very much like blast x doja cat oh that's what you want to release yeah that's sort of the what I have in the vault right now got it so if you release an album, would you do any EDM on it? Or like EDM, are you using that just for like soul, like singles kind of type deal? 
Um, I don't, yeah, I feel like that was just like this project that I put out with um, Samurai Dell. Um, and now I'm just kind of focused on like pop hip hop stuff. Um, these boys is definitely more representative of like the pop hip hop space. Um, yeah, I'm really, I, I don't know. I'm going to wait on an album. Mm. I feel like, you know, everybody does it different, but I personally don't want to listen to an album of like 12 songs from an artist I've never heard of. So right. I figure there's not that many people who want to listen to my album yet. I'm going to wait until I have a bunch of money to put behind it. And like, how do you, how do you like continue to build, like to become like happy enough to release an album? That's just like with more connections or like Question. just like a song. Cause you have songs that have like millions of plays. So like one what million of plays, one million <laughs> of plays, Yeah, <laughs> one million. Or how do they do that thing? You know, like the Austin power thing. Oh, Is it one million, I don't know it. One million dollars. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Nailed so it. you got one millions of one millions <laughs> of plays, of, Thank of plays you. on a couple songs though, right? Or is it one? Uh, yeah, I think it's one on one, and then like five hundred on another. There we go. Yeah, that's pretty legend. That's pretty legendary pretty though, cute. right? Pretty cute. So, but is like, is it, are you looking at numbers for you to feel like it's time to release something bigger, or what are you um, looking for? I think it's a little bit of everything. Um, I definitely want to be I want like somebody else's money to put behind it for mm. sure um I'm not trying to sign like any kind of record deal anytime soon um because if I did it would be just horrible mm. um but I'm definitely I want to be in a position where people like are anticipating an album like I want it to be like my freshman release like right. it's gonna be a moment um I just don't have that moment yeah I think I I gotta do the whole TikTok thing. Are you on TikTok? Yeah. Are you like got, got any success on there? Um, I mean, it's so random. Like the ones that do best are like the most like useless things ever. I I posted one about this music video I'm shooting because I needed extras, and I was like casting call if you live in LA, and I had like 500 people in my Instagram DMs trying to show up to this video shoot. Mm -hmm ridiculous Damn. and with there's a lot of like seattle artists that have moved to la do you connect with them at all like tiger lily yeah totally okay. um i mean josh is there mm. joza so we we have sessions pretty regularly honestly i run into so many people that mm. are from seattle i can't even think of any of them right now and do people like living in la now do people tell you're not from la or is it like are you assimilated i thought so like when i first got there i felt so out of place i was like walking around i was like oh my god everyone knows i'm not from here yeah. but the, like nobody's from there Literally nobody. That's very true. Like, you, it's rare that you meet someone who's like, I'm from L.A. And mm -hmm. if they do say they're from L.A., they're not, like, from L.A. They're right. from, like, Encino. And have you seen any of those stereotypes of people, like, trying to screw people over yet? Or have you had a pretty solid experience um, so far? It's funny because there definitely is, like, this stereotype that, oh, everyone's, like, clout chasing, blah, blah, blah. And there is, it. you get this sort of, like, sense, like, wherever you are that people want something from you like mm -hmm. they they come up with an intention they come up and they say like what do you do it's very much what can I get from you what can you do for me in like public social settings um but I also think the people who think that everyone is like that in LA are the people who are like that in LA like mm. every person I've met who's complaining about like snakes and fake people and oh everyone in LA sucks it's like I, I go out with them and I see them going up to people and like trying to get mm. things from people, you know, it's like if you have pure intentions and like putting out good energy, like you're going to find good people. I found good people. How do you, so for me, because I'm a, literally like a platform, mm -hmm. like I identify as a platform, a platform? <laughs> um, 
it's easier for me to w- work with like big artists because I have right. something to offer. But yeah. like, but how how do you if you wanted to work with like a bigger artist, how do you like? I don't know if convincing is the right word, mm-hmm. but maybe. Man, I'm just going to say convincing. Like, how do you convince a bigger artist of your worth? Because I don't even, mm-hmm. just me saying I have a platform is has piqued their interest enough. Right. Right. Um. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I haven't, like, run into anything. I've, well, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. Um. I think a lot of it is who to work with. So, for me, I'm not super interested in working with anybody who's only interested in working with, like, big artists right. who can like get them something um so the like bigger artists who want to work with me they just want to work we want to work together because like we like each other's music and it's cool and maybe we like met each other some because that's the thing about la is you can meet anyone anywhere mm-hmm. like, it's it's intense that's what i like about your music too it doesn't seem like <clears throat> you've been looking for like a crazy co-sign for your music to do well and it's already doing well like yeah even with like you and dell like you guys Compared to like people in LA or New York, mm-hmm. you're small fish. No offense for like right now. No, least, absolutely. Right? Yeah. But like you guys came together and it, it connected with people in a way for sure. that like industry artists like can do like mm-hmm. like that. So yeah, I think the the whole like YouTube thing really helped. I had a video blow up on YouTube, and that that definitely like opened a lot of doors for me. Um, what was your original question? I don't even know. No, oh, bigger like, artists. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Hon- honestly, like I look to Austin right now. Mm. Right now, I have a song that I'm trying to get a feature on, and so most of it's just like emailing it to managers of artists and being like, "Hey, do you like this song? Do you work with rappers it? at all? Or have um, you? Yet? Yeah, I like to. I, um, it's it's weird. Sometimes like rap sessions are really hard to be in. Um, but I high or what? Just because like there's a million people in there, and most of the time they don't make music, so they're just like they're just like the entourage thing. Right. Like it's a huge, it's a huge thing. Um, and engineers, the whole engineer culture is super weird too now. Like mm. it used to be, like your engineer had to know how to do everything. Like if you were an engineer, you need to know a little bit of production. You know how to record. You know how to mix you know how to pre-mix and send it to someone else who's actually going to mix it. Like, mm-hmm. you have to know everything. But now it's, like, some rapper posts something on Instagram. They're like, I need an engineer. And then some 16-year-old kid, like, pulls up with Logic on his laptop. And, like, yeah. that's great that, like, you can come up doing that. But I cannot tell you the number of sessions I've ended up with and where the engineer just, like, doesn't know anything, how to do mm-hmm. anything. And as, a like, a singer... I love to work with engineers that are like also good vocal producers and like are like, hey, let's do this take again or hey, let's do this take this way or try this harmony or whatever. And a lot of engineers who work in the hip hop and rap space, you know, they like rappers like they don't need that. They they come in, they show up, they lay it down and they leave. Yeah. But that's that's another thing, though. You probably have to sift through a lot of because everyone wants to be something in yeah. L.A. Yeah. So that's got to be. Have you figured out any ways like learn how to sift through people yet or are you still trying to figure that out or um it's a little bit of both i definitely trust the judgment of austin and my publisher oh yeah that's true you got got kind of like a group that can support you that's definitely so and the other part is just like friends like most of my friends are creative people Mm -hmm. um and the people that i've met there like introduced me to their other creative people friends um but yeah was it pretty quick that you like started meeting people like outside of um, Austin and here? 
It was uh. so, it was, it's hard. It's like, it's still hard too. Um, Cause I'm like, so Moses and I moved there and then um, maybe like December last year um, we broke up and he was that originally on the first podcast, guys. If you want, for for, con- for content <laughs> continuity sake, check that out. Check that out. Yeah, <laughs> to see where we are now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, um, yeah. And so that was like, I was like alone all of a sudden. I was like, well, mm. like I don't know anyone, and yeah. the people I did know was like we both knew. Um, so I all of a sudden oh. had to go out and like figure out how to make friends which is weird too because I don't work a regular job and I don't go to school. So yeah. I'm not like in places where I'm meeting people. Like I, I was like going out to the club with like my, like a couple of girlfriends that I met through Instagram, but like, I'm not trying to make friends at the club. Yeah. Um, honestly, one of my, one of my closest friends right now, we matched on Tinder. There we go. That's um, kind of rough. I was kidding. <laughs> no, it was great. <laughs> she pulled up, um, we like instant besties. Um, I'm gonna like her, her best friend is going to be like my roommate later this year. Oh, wow. So that's, that's, that's kind of cool then. Yeah. Right. Like how, yeah. How do people meet each you st- you yeah. have to make an effort, honestly. Like yeah. you go up to people, at whatever the heck you're doing shows. Um, I like to go out alone and like make friends. Mm. Um, so there's this one, there's this one like dance spot that happens like every Monday. You can or dance. Whatever. Are you a dancer? Obviously. There we go. When I need to, <laughs> I, I can make <laughs> it happen. Um, but yeah, when, when we first broke up, I, I was going out by myself and just like dancing every like single night, finding like <laughs> other people's friend groups and be like, okay. we're together tonight. So you're pretty like extroverted then. Or like. Maybe know. a mixture. I don't, I don't know. know. I think yeah. I think COVID did something to me. Same. Oh I'm definitely gosh. like. I think my soul is an introvert. Like mm. at the end of the day, I need to be alone. Mm. I need time alone. You and your cat. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like I, I just want, like I need to be away from everybody. That's why I'm so hesitant about having a roommate. Like that yeah. was a big, that was a big decision. Don't watch worst roommate ever on oh Netflix. God. Do you know what that is? I feel like I've heard of it. It's like, each there's like six or seven episodes, and it's about like. Each roommate has either like murdered other people or they end up murdering the roommate. Oh my god! And it's on Netflix. I, I thought it was like it. real life until you said that. It is real life. What? Yeah, it's like it's like it's like one of those docu series about like they interviewed people that like their roommates end up killing them. Oh my god! So then it would be the family that got, not got, got interviewed, not them because the ghost. They're, yeah. Nice. Or yeah, so. Worst That's roommate ever. Up. You should watch that before you. Great. <laughs> give Maybe you I can learn, like, the warning signs. Yes. There's actually a lot of warning nice. signs. Nice. All right. I'll check it out. Yeah. Um, it's also one, like, don't don't get a roommate that, like, ends up, like, having, like, a crush on you. Oh, and it, that would then, be not good. Because then if you're like, ah, I'm not into you, sometimes, like, nice. on a few of the episodes, the person was like, if I can't have you, no one can. Oh, no. And then they ended up killing them. So romantic. Yeah. You know, so, oh. so. Yeah. Yeah. I've also heard the whole don't move in with your best friend thing. Oh, why not? Because. Um, you'll hate them afterwards or Yeah. You'll hate each other. You'll oh. like have to deal with all the little like house things yeah. that have nothing to do with friendship. And like you have to be like, hey, wash your freaking dishes yeah. now. And yeah. it just like ruins things. Yeah. I'm pretty OCD. I don't know if I could live with people. Are you, o- are you OCD at all? No. Yeah. Yeah. Gang. Gang, gang. OCD. OCD. Let's go. OCD gang. Mm-hmm. Shout out Lexapro. Lexapro. What's Lexapro? That's my uh, that's my anti-anxiety for my OCD. Oh. Whoa. Have you seen all those infographics going around on Instagram that are like, no. if you take SSRIs, you can get really overheated, so like, be careful in the summer months. 
Oh, sh- Well, I just learned that. So there, that's why I'm so sweaty. Wow. Wow. I guess OCD can work in a negative. I guess my mom has OCD yeah. bad, and I have, like, the good version of OCD where, I, like, I just need to vacuum every couple hours. And, yeah. Nice. Got a nice vacuum, too. <laughs> Dude, living alone has made me realize how expensive stuff is. Oh, what about you got, like, Facebook Marketplace or Offer? Yeah. Offer? Are you good at thrifting? Yeah, I think so. There are just some things, like, rugs. Oh, yeah. Or, like, a hundred plus dollars. That's why oh, I was telling Ridiculous. my friend, like, that's why, that's what sucks about being, hmm, how do I phrase this? Because there's a lot of good things about being a white person. <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> So wit. this is what we're getting yeah. into right now. <laughs> but, um. Oh, it's, so, it's so hard being white. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> in, in, like, in Seattle, at least, a lot of, like, minorities move to Seattle. Like, like mm. we've got the Ethiopians yeah. and all these. So, like, one of my friends, um before the pandemic he's like hey can you take me to the store real quick and he was ethiopian mm-hmm. and he ended up going to this rug shop and just because the rug owner knew his mom from high oh school he just gave them his huge rug for free That's and sick. i've i've had these random <laughs> adventures with people where they're like ethnic and then like mm-hmm. they know other ethnic people that own businesses and they just give them random That's free sick. free shit nice but i guess you guys got you guys got yeah know. it's not fair it's not fair <laughs> i mean <laughs> ridiculous that's crazy i would take a free rug though yeah yeah I, i'm not good at um furniture i don't know it's good furniture or anything to be honest that's fair i think i'm i'm good at furniture but the furniture i like is too expensive uh i do have a great couch i love my couch that's why you gotta go to offer up like or like um yeah. look at estate sales or like oh, some estate sales is the move yeah there's probably a ton of those and they're everywhere. There's so many old rich people dying in LA. <laughs> yeah. All the time. COVID probably and other, Dude, other yeah. things. Jesus. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> so what about like what are like the biggest differences from like LA to Seattle? There's fires. That's probably There a are big some difference. fires. <laughs> um God. It's insane. It was definitely weird being there in December and it being hot. Yeah. That was strange. Um my car. My car is filthy i have to park on the street mm. and here it's like it'll rain whatever but my car has been like caked in dust for probably like six months mm. it's not going anytime soon uh but i feel like if it's sunny all the time i'd want to watch my car that's an ocd thing of mine my car is like when people get in my car they're like is this an uber because it's like <laughs> just so clean and uh, gotta i feel it the, yeah the inside of my car is pretty clean and then the outside is a disaster. Yeah. Not my problem. I don't look at the outside of it. Yeah. I Whatever. feel that. What about gas? Gas Dude. must kill you. Gas is killing me for sure. For sure. I spent $85 filling up my tank. Oh. Um, and it takes regular gas. I have a 2017 Ford Fusion. <gasps> I have a Ford Fusion too. Ford Fusion. Oh my game. God. I'm 2014 though. Lame. 2017 must be pretty nice though. It's nice. I got, got it because camera? my other car got totaled. Oh. So kind of in, sad. In moment. LA? Yeah. Did you, what happened? Um, I was actually in Spain when it happened. And uh, Moses, my ex, um, was, got he got hit by a drunk driver. Oh, um, shit. Like head on, like this, like ridiculous. Um, and my car was just destroyed. Oh, so my God. That's kind of sad. And I, yeah, I was in Spain in like some cathedral, like just looking around. Huh. And, and I get this phone call and it's like, oh, your car's done. Damn. And the time changed. Like, he was literally, like, there, like, talking to the police, whatever. And I'm like, oh, my God, I have to get home and, like, figure out how to buy a car? Uh, I don't know how to do that. Oh, fuck. It was intense. Yeah, you have to, like, do a lot of adulting now, huh? Yeah. Damn. It's weird. But, like, you probably do you see your family a lot? 
a little live in? bit yeah so my dad is um he moved to palm springs and okay my mom, that's a little that's a little bit outside that's like a, an hour or two like how much of like, a drive it's so? probably two hours there three hours back because the traffic's so bad okay. um and then my mom's in santa barbara yeah so that's not too bad it's like an hour and a half two hours um it's nice it's like a good amount of space yeah. i have like my little la and then they're here and here yeah um i see him every once in a while my mom came i drove up there and then we flew here together oh so she's going to see your shows mm -hmm. that's cool yeah she's doing the whole mom thing and have you met any like cool artists yet in la like famous artists um it's weird i've actually i've met some people who like i followed on instagram mm -hmm. and that was that was cool um actually in new york i just went to this writing camp a couple weeks ago um and there were like 150 different artists there um, I had been following this guy on Instagram for like years. Uh, his name is Richie Quake. Okay. Um, and I saw he was coming to the camp and I, I had DM'd him like once before to say that I liked a song. This is, that's the finesse is that you DM somebody like say something, whatever, mm -hmm. and then they respond to it. And then it goes from like a requested DM to their inbox. Mm -hmm. So then whenever you DM them after that, it goes to their inbox. Right. That's the finesse. I was not trying to finesse, <laughs> but I liked his song like two years ago. So I told him he responded. I saw he was coming to his camp like three weeks ago. And I was like, yo, let's let's link up. Let's make some music. Hell yeah. And he was like, yeah, let's do it. So we like linked up and like I have his number in my phone now. Hey. Like, it was like a weird like full circle moment. That's dope. Um, there's this dope artist, Maddie Noise. Hmm. Um, she makes sick music, same, same sort of situation. We met each other at that camp. She lives in LA. Um, I went to the outside of Sean Kingston's house oh. and let me tell you, it's massive. Um, massive. Uh, do you know 2K baby? Yeah. I went to his like birthday party at like some TikTok house. Oh shit. I don't know. Have it's, you been to a lot really of TikTok houses? I've only been to no. one. No, that was right. the only that was the only one. It's definitely not it's not what I'm looking to right. do. Um So you're not trying to like go into like the influ influencer culture at all or are you a little I bit know. or I don't know. It's hard. I don't want to be in it. Yeah. I don't. I really don't. Um there are cool people who like are influencers and do the stuff, but I think in general the whole like the whole culture of it like as a generalized mass is Mm -hmm. uncomfortable right what are your goals as an artist like are you trying to be like as Probably big as like taylor swift and yeah, all that like world domination yeah there we go i can yeah. see that thank you and you start young you have like the world like look at fucking i was justin bieber is only 28 dude that's crazy <laughs> like he's he's been doing his thing since he's gonna have a kid probably that's if gonna he be doesn't weird. already does he have a kid it's gonna no. be like i don't know not that he knows of oh shit <laughs> Yeah, he's married. He'll probably have a kid sooner yeah, or later. That's so weird. I remember when he was a kid. Yeah. Did you know? Okay, so 12 years, like yesterday, Okay. One Direction formed. Do you like One Direction? Oh, God. Don't we all? But 12 years ago, that's crazy. Yeah. That makes me feel old, and yeah. I'm not. That's very true. I don't know. I never really checked out One Direction, except like the songs that earworm into everyone's. Right. I was never a fan like in their prime. And then they broke up and I was like, wait a minute. This yeah. is good. That is a good point, though. Twelve years ago. Yeah. That sounds like so much years ago. <laughs> it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. I was, I guess, nine or ten. We're right. still very young, though. You no. Know yeah. I, mean? I tell people how old I am and they just are like, ugh. The they're mad about it's it. It's the tattoos. <laughs> it is. Like, it when is. did you start getting tattoos? 
Um, I got my first one when I was 16. Okay. That was this one. Okay. Um, yeah. And now you're now you're here. Now I gotta fill it up. I got you, more to go. Oh, are you gonna be like completely like head to toe? I don't think so. I who knows? But I definitely want to finish this sleeve. Um, I want to get something on my back. Yeah. I don't know. Are you like a spur of the moment type tattoo person? A little bit of both. I definitely have some spur of the moment. Like this was unplanned. Yeah. Um, got a lot of butterflies on you. Just a few, yeah. <laughs> just a few. <laughs> <laughs> just a few. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, and then these were all planned. I I drew most of them, and then a couple of them are just like ripped from Pinterest or yeah. whatever. And the neon tongue—that's one of your songs. Yeah, that's one of my songs. It doesn't exist anymore. Oh, it's gone. Yeah, it's gone. Why? I mean, I have it in like wherever, but it's not out anymore. Honestly, it's probably I probably used that song on your intro. So check oh, that yeah. on the check that out. That's sick. <laughs> I like that song. That's why I mean that's why I got it tattooed. Yeah, you, you must have. And you're like, no, I, I hate that song. Worst I mean, song I ever made. <laughs> it's a reminder to do better. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, I'm excited mm-hmm. for you. Thanks, Capitol Hill. Too. Capitol Hill. You got nice tattoos. Um, I was at a show yesterday. Mm-hmm. I DJed, and the guy, Ryan Van, I guess you don't. Do you know, like, Seattle artists, really? Maybe you, not, like, new ones. Like, but Do you know, like, older ones, even? Maybe. I don't know. I don't I know. I feel like... I don't know, cause you left during the before the pandemic, so you're still a teenager, right? Yeah, I, I left uh, March 2020. So like, I don't know. I don't feel like teens really focus too much on like a lot of like the history of their city, the culture. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like, weird, and the whole like Seattle music culture is like it's weird anyway because there's so many people still clinging on to like the grunge thing that was happening yeah. and those same people also frown on what's happening now and like pop and hip hop yeah. and it, there's like this weird conflict of like trying to be like authentic and like roots of Seattle and like the history and then like innovative and like let's do what's popular right now. Yeah. I've, yeah, I've been doing this for like almost three years now and I still feel like I've only scratched the surface with like the types yeah. Of artists and yeah. things like that. There's like some of everything here for sure. But yeah, but then, so that's what's cool about being in, in Seattle. It's a small, big town, but then yeah. being in LA seems like there's a lot of opportunity, but it probably seems overwhelming. Yeah, it's a lot. Well. It's um, it's also like not like a ha- you don't like have to do it. It's not like you ha- you need to go to LA or you're never going to be successful, you know? But I, I don't know. I feel like if you have a plan, and it seemed like you moved with a plan. Yeah, a plan is definitely essential. Mm-hmm. I, w- I, w- I mean, I'm not the voice of reason. I don't know anything. But get tattoos I, everywhere. I, I look authoritative. When did you get your t- face tattoo? That's like an intense. Um, I got that one August last year, almost a year ago. And was the like, was it this, that wasn't spur of the moment, or was it? It wasn't. No, I planned it for maybe a few years. I told wow. my parents. I used to joke with them that I was going to get a face tattoo, and they were like, "No, you're not." And then, and then, you then I was did like, it. "I'm going to do it." Damn. Yeah, but it was my least painful one. It really, it did not hurt at all. Really? Yeah. I could, like, hear it in my brain. Oh. Um, and I was definitely really scared, but I don't know. It just, I had, I've gotten, like, way worse ones. It's not bad. So, for me, like, I'm all about telling artists, like, build a community. Is that, do you feel like you have to build a community, even though, like, you have, like, a publishing deal? Definitely. And, like, a, and a, a manager and everything like that? I yeah, don't, uh, yeah okay. I think there's like the whole like authentic aspect to it. That's why TikTok feels so hard. It's like the the only way I've made it work for me is doing something that's like easy and mm. feels genuine. 
Um, and people feel that too, you know, like I'll post a reel or a TikTok and it'll get like a hundred views, you know, and then the next day I'll, it'll get like 5,000. And it's like every time I was hearing somebody talk about it the other day that the old school way of promoting your music is you get in a bus and you drive around the country and you book shows and mm. you hope that five, 10, 30 people show up to your shows and like your music. TikTok's like kind of the same thing, you know, you're posting these videos and they're probably not going to get a million likes or even a million views. Right. But if like three people see it and they follow you and they connect, like that's the same thing. Like that's something that you just did on your phone. You don't have to get in a car and go three states away and play a show, mm -hmm. you know? So even though it feels like really slow and like ugh and gross and blah, 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 it's, it's still kind of the way that you make those like genuine connections and like people like see who you are and like, like what you're doing but like have you planned like all this stuff or do you feel like things just like kind of happen for you because it seems like there was a lot of planning or there i don't was, know or I at least know. under or at least um preparation yeah I so i definitely had the plan to go there to like get to la and i was like i'm gonna play shows i'm gonna have sessions and it didn't really like work out like that for mm. the the first few months were really hard um, Moses was mixing, he, he's been mixing, f uh, for 2K baby. Yeah. Um, and he was like, you know, at these sessions doing stuff and I was home alone and I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what I'm doing. Like I moved here to like work and grind and like move up. But like a lot of it's kind of sitting around and even still a lot of it's sitting around. Yeah. Um, and it feels not productive, but honestly, like nothing ever goes to plan. Yeah. And then stuff starts happening and you make a new plan. And like right now my plan is to play some shows and have a cool set and post some TikToks. Mm -hmm. See what happens. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's cool though because it, it really does seem like as as much advice as someone can give, it's still like some things just happen for some people. And Yeah, absolutely. So much of it is luck yeah. and knowing people. And that's definitely a blessing and a curse. It's It's great that like... I can just meet people who like me and then they want to do things for me. That's crazy. Like mm. it still blows my mind when people like do me random favors, like Austin, like helped me out. Like somebody helped me out and got me verified on Instagram. Like, mm. why would you do that for me? You don't know me. That's so nice. Like right. that's crazy. It, it's luck. But then the other thing is like, if you're a really great talented artist and you just don't know anybody or you don't have the right connections or you don't live in a big city, do you not deserve Right. success just because you don't have those connections so it's like the whole like double-edged sword thing yeah yeah I, I don't know it's it's cool though it's a uh, I want to give artists advice but I'm also in such a weird thing where I'm doing a fucking mm -hmm. podcast yeah. so like how I promote and do things is going to be completely different than how yeah an artist if you were it. giving an artist advice what would you say hmm. do you know what pizzagate is no. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's that's it inside. So Pizzagate is where like you know Hillary Clinton and those guys. Like, oh yeah, drink be, adrenochrome and all that. So I was gonna say join the Illuminati, but um, Sick. I don't know. Hit me um, up Illuminati. <laughs> hit me up Illuminati. <laughs> Let's go. Um, just don't be lazy, I guess. Don't which just sounds lazy. fucking. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. you gotta you gotta do it and just you like, gotta do it. You gotta send like. Texts are the texts and emails are the easiest thing to send, but people don't do it. You know? Yeah, like, honestly, so much of my opportunities has just been like 
me thinking I'll DM this person this one thing and then being too scared to do it for weeks and weeks and weeks and I'm like, okay, let me just do it because what's the that's such a happen? real thing and then too. it happens. Isn't that so weird? Like sometimes yeah. just sending send is like it's the scariest scary. thing to fucking yeah. No, it was ri- so I I did have this one whole plan. I was I I made a list of all the producers mm. that I wanted to work with. And I DM'd all of them. And a couple of them, like, I, I wanted to find people who I had, like, some small degree of separation to. Like, not, like, some crazy, like, right. let me go work with Kenny Beats. Like, let me DM him. Yeah. Um, and there was one person on the list that wasn't following me back. Um, and so I unfollowed him, and I followed him again. And then I liked a couple of his pictures. And, like, five minutes later, he follows me back. And I'm like, this is it. And so then I DM him. Yeah. Um, and... Like, pull up to the studio. He's, like, helping me out. Like, giving me some, like, dope, like, engineers, producers, beats, whatever. It's, like, the worst he could do is, like, get left on red. Yeah. Which is kind of embarrassing. But what are you going to do? Like, not go for anything? Not, like, take any chances? Mm-hmm. I wish I knew you were more into hip-hop. I don't. I didn't get that vibe. But now, I, now that I'm, like, I'm thinking about all these people I can connect with this, too. Yeah, literally in, in all LA. I listen to right now is... Um, West Coast music, like my entire play. I people don't like when I play music in the car because oh. I just play West Coast music. That's mm. it. Yeah. I See, I feel it. like I feel like there's a lot of things we can bond over, and it's Hell been like yeah. it's been two years, and it's, it seems simple. I don't even remember what we talked about the first time. I don't know honest. either. But it seems like it must have been a decent conversation. We're here. We're right? here back. Yeah. I didn't even know what I was. I was just thinking about that. That I. I part of me wants to go back and watch it, and then. But then we probably sound so I weird. Don't know. Fuck right? that. Like, what was I talking about? I didn't know anything. Oh god, <laughs> I, I, I especially didn't know <laughs> anything. So, lastly, let's promote your um, your because this is obviously going to come out after Capital Block Party. But mm-hmm. let's just say congratulations, you you, Thank you. you you did it. Um, let's promote the single though. These Yay. boys. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the what's the um, the story behind these boys? Um. So the story behind these boys. It was originally called Boys Ain't Shit. Okay. Um, but there's another song with the same title, so ditched that one. Um, I wrote, uh, I think, part of the verse to, like, a Jack Harlow-type YouTube beat. Mm. Um, and then it just sat in my computer forever. Um, and then we had this session uh, with this producer slash artist, um, David Ansari. Okay. He's, like, one half of this band, Vallis Alps. They're great. Um, but we had this session and I played him that little section and he was like, that's sick. So I ended up sending him the song and he just produced around it. Um, we we worked on it for a while. It's I feel like I've listened to it by now like 10 million times. Um, you still, and you still like it, yeah? I still like it. There it's go. still good. Um, but yeah, and then we um, I had this amazing cover shoot for it. It was great. I got a bunch of girlies together. Um and I'm I got this um, female photographer shout out Molly, um, and I'm doing the whole thing, you know. So we shot a quick little video, and then for this next video, I'm, we're gonna use we're gonna do all the same stuff. It's gonna be like a whole moment. Um, but yeah, I really like the song, and it definitely is the first like song that I'm putting out that's representing more of the direction I'm gonna go in. Hell yeah! So Leslie, let's end on some advice, and this advice is. Um, what I specifically want you to answer mm-hmm. is um, whether you're already in LA, maybe a different music hotspot, or moving to LA. As as a woman, what is some advice you have? So like, mm-hmm. whether it's being in a studio where people might like um, stereotype you or mm-hmm. not give you a chance, like 
what is your advice to those people? That's a good question. What's my advice to myself? Honestly, I think a lot of it, like my my life started changing when I started being less afraid and following through on stuff. Actually, I've never gotten less afraid. I've mm. just made myself do things. It's always going to be scary. Like my, I've been like vibrating all day, like scared for my set tonight. Yeah. But I've just, you have to say yes to things and you have to go in there. Honestly, fake it till you make it is so cliche, but it's worked wonders for me. Mm. Like I'm, I'm going to walk in a room full of men and it's going to be weird. And I'm going to write my little verse on my phone and then I'm going to go in the booth and they, I come out and they're like, that's, that's crazy. That's sick. I didn't know you had that. Yeah. Now you're going to see it. So honestly, like that's what fuels me. Revenge. Revenge. (laughs) No, but uh, yeah, do stuff and do it even more if you're scared of doing it. Yeah. And think about revenge. Think about revenge. Think about all the people that hate you. Men suck, right? Yeah. These boys ain't shit. Yeah. (laughs) These boys ain't shit. Say it into the camera. These boys ain't shit. There we go. Um, What is the easiest way for people to, to reach you? Um, Lorelai.o, basically everywhere. There we go. This has been the NAS podcast with, and then Lorelai. wait, how do I, oh. I'm going to look at this camera and then you look at that one. There okay. we go. This has been the NAS podcast with Lorelai.